Shall we all stand just for a moment? Amen. Praise God. Amen. While we are giving, and um, I want to ask you a question. How many of you have been disappointed with people? Just raise up your hand if you are genuine. Okay. Uh, we raise both hands because uh, many a time. Amen. Amen. And uh, I think uh, I agree with you. We all been disappointed with people. Amen. Why is it that when we are disappointed with people, we often continue to put our confidence in them? Okay, now let's, let's go to the other side. How many of you today will say, I've been disappointed? Yes, I agree, I'm disappointed with people. How many of you have been disappointed with yourself? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And why is it that every time you often put your confidence in your flesh? Amen? Hallelujah. You see, um, I just want to transition you to learn how to put your confidence in Christ. We all say we do, we say it, but uh, we don't often really perform what God expected us to perform. Amen? And so... We are talking about putting your confidence in Christ, not in the arms of flesh. Are you with me? Because the arms of flesh will fail. If they will always fail, you should expect them to fail. Are you with me? Because if they don't fail you, you should be worried about it. And so, but I want to transition you to a place where you need to put your confidence in Christ alone. How many of us today have seen a counselor and uh, we often just say, they are fantastic. I've been counseling people also. But we need to understand, we cannot put our confidence in counselor. The reason why I'm saying is that some of us today have a tendency to put our confidence in the arms of flesh. We put our confidence in counselors. We put our confidence in pastors. Shame on you. Okay? And you put your confidence in pastor, and then when pastor fails you, you move from one church to another because you think all pastors are bad. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, my God. God save pastor in Jesus' name. Amen? Okay, now, we put our confidence in the arms of Lord, they will always fail. Counselor, they will always fail. Put your confidence in pastor, they will always fail. But when you put your confidence in Christ, we fail. And that is why I'm encouraging you today to put your confidence, because that is why we put our confidence, because it's only the only thing that will make us not to fail is when we bow down our knees and cry out before God and pray, and then God's mercy will be released upon us. And we'll never be disappointed. Amen? Amen? So I challenge you this morning. We are doing our... I'm a very good salesman. Eh? We are doing our, past, our, pray, our 24 hours prayer chain. I want to encourage you to put your name in there. Because we put our confidence in Christ. And we pray not in the arms of flesh, but on our knee. To cry out before God. To pray. I want to tell you before I go into the time of preaching, 
because I believe in prayer. I believe that in our existence today depends not on the arms of flesh, not in science or technology, but on our knees. Are you with me? I just tell you a story what God revealed to me some time ago. I shared it with you. But for those of you who have not heard it, I want to share it with you. I have in my house artificial grass. Shame on you. <laughs> artificial grass. And then every now and then there is what we call the weed coming in between. And I saw it. I pushed, pulled it off. One week later, it came up again. I pulled it off. In two weeks, I realized that same weed came up. So what I did was that I knelt down. I began to dig around it to go straight into the root. Are you with me? Then the word of God spoke to me and said, Tony, it is only by kneeling down you can be able to uproot the weed of your life. That's why I believe in prayer. Are you with me? If you think that hey Sarah, Sarah, whatever we be, we be. I think uh, I'm sorry for you. We can win and overcome on our knees. So I challenge you to put your name in there. Amen? While you are standing, let us pray for Charlie. You see, when things are happening, the enemy is angry. I'm happy because we are ruffling his feathers. We are disturbing him. And I thank God for that. Amen? Amen. And so let's pray right now as we pray for Charlie. We send forth your word, Lord. Father, we thank you for Charlie. We thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for who you are, Lord. Jesus, Lord God, the word we are sending together. We sent forth your word. Your word of healing will never return void. I will release your power over his life right now. I will thank you, Lord, because that man will be healed and he will testify in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Hashi, can you please just rest your hand upon uh, Regina's mom there? Put your hand there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Father, in the name, put your hand. Eh? Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, we release your unction. It is your unction that breaks the yoke of the enemy. Father, let it be right now in Jesus' name. Jesus, we thank you for your miracle working power. It is well in Jesus' name. It is well in Jesus' name. Please be seated. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I'm excited about this uh, word, the Holy Spirit just ignited to my spirit. And uh, I just want to uh, uh, just encourage you to take note and uh, let's uh, see where God is leading us. Amen. I want to talk to you about looking forward. Everyone say looking forward. I don't think you are excited about the way I am. Everybody say looking forward. 
Amen. And uh, Dusha, can you help us out here? And looking forward. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, let's turn to the book of uh, Philippians, chapter 3, verses uh, 12 to 14. Amen. Looking forward. Philippians 3, 12 to 14. It says, Not that I have already attained, or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold on me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. I've not got there yet. I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching, reaching those things which are which are what? Which are ahead. 14. He said, I press forward to the goal of the prize of the upward call. Of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you for this morning. I pray, Lord, that the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable, not only first of all in your presence, that Lord God, your words this morning will not fall to the ground, it will fall into the fatter parts of our hearts. Do it, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Christians today, Christians today, I'll use this. Amen. He said, Christians, we make more rapid progress or advances in their piety by looking forward than looking backwards. How many of you know that? You see, many a time we have a tendency to always look backwards. And I dropped some few notes here to tell us that there is a good reason why God put our eyes in front and not on our back. I don't know about you. If we keep on looking backwards, our eyes should be on our back. Is that right? But God has got a reason why he put our eyes in front because he wants us to continue to look forward. Are you with me? Amen? Not backwards. You see, Paul in our passage compares believers to athletes who strive for the prize. You see, an athlete competing in a race, they don't look back to see how far they have gone. 
Or they don't even look on the side or behind to see how far their rivals have tried to keep up pace with them. You see, rather they always focus on the finishing line. Am I right, Josh? Are you with me? Hallelujah. You see, you focus because he's an athlete. He focuses on the finishing line. Because when you focus on those who are competing with you, you can trip, trip and fall. And if you focus on somebody behind you, you will not make it to the finishing line. Are you with me? Amen. You see, what is the price? Paul is saying to us that the price is the joy of knowing Christ. If you are not born again, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, then you are missing out because you will not get there. But God is saying to us today that eh, the price of knowing him is enormous because he paid a price for you and I. Are you with me? Amen. You see, he wants us to become a new creation. He wants us to become like him, like the son of God. You see, Paul, in this passage, I call it, he lived with a holy dissatisfaction. He's not satisfied with the way he has been living. He said, I have not got there yet. He said, my focus is to forget about the disappointment of the past so that I can focus on the things of the future. Are you with me? You see, you, you, see, you are called for a purpose. You see, Paul is explaining to us about the risen Christ. He's saying he has taken hold upon you and I for a purpose. And we must not be satisfied until we achieve that purpose. Are you with me? Amen? You see, Paul in our passage, he knew the pain and the discouragement the past can bring if we set our heart to it. Though Paul often admits that his goal has not been realized, but his desire is to reach out to what lies ahead. And what lies ahead is the future. Amen? You see, looking back to your unrealized dreams and plans can dash your enthusiasm to achieving anything in the future. In the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verses 50 to 52, we're talking about Joseph. You see, Joseph knew what the hurt and discouragement or disappointment of the past can bring into his life. And we never, never stop admiring this great hero of faith whose life reminds us that looking back to the disappointment of the past should not make us bitter but it should make us better so that we can use it as a stepping stone to achieving great things in future. Are you with me? Amen? Thank you, brother. You see, God will never consult 
God will never consult your past in order to construct your future. I will repeat that word. Because many a time we always look back to the past. Things that has happened in the past is plaguing us. And we also always use Every time we discuss about the present, we always use the past as a reference point, especially the past that has been disappointing. God himself can never consult the past in order to construct your future. Are you with me? So if you don't get it, get it today. Because God is always on the side of the future, not on the side of the past. In the book of Genesis, chapter 41, verse 50 to 52, let's read. It says, And to Joseph was born two sons before the years of the famine came, whom Asena, the daughter of Potiphorah, prince of On, bore to him. 51. Joseph called the name of the firstborn, Manasseh. For God has made me to forget all the toys and all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim. For God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affli affliction. You see, the first son of Joseph... Is called Manasseh. And Manasseh means made to forget. Everybody say made to forget. Amen. Amen. You see, the second son came along. And he named him Ephraim. Which means fruitfulness. Are you with me? You see, when, just, when Jacob, Israel, was ill... And he was about to die. So he commanded all his children. Say, hey, you guys come here. Twelve tribes. He said, you guys come here. And let me tell you about yourself. And about what is going to happen in your life for the future. And so all the children, they all came along. And Joseph came and brought his two children. Manasseh. And Ephraim. Manasseh means made to forget. Ephraim means, huh? come back, to be fruitful. So he brought his elders and the junior. The elders is made to forget. The junior is fruitfulness. And he brought them before his father. You see this cha chapter 48 verse 9 to 20. We will not go there. Because we don't have time. There is a lot to unpack this morning. You see chapter 48 of Genesis. Verses 9 to 20. Is packed. Is packed with. Eh, faith that combines with prophetic utterances. Linking the past with the future. Like I said before, God will always be on the side 
of the future, not on the side of the past. You see, speaking about Joseph and his two sons, Jacob demonstrated to us through Manasseh and Ephraim the type of life we ought to live. And you all know the story that when Joseph brought his two children, the Bible says that, he said, bring them, let me bless them. And he, at this time, he was about to die. He cannot see. He's no longer, he's no, he can, he, his, his eyes is blind. But when Joseph brought his two children, he wanted to demonstrate so that God will impart the blessing upon the eldest first, the blessing upon the second. Are you with me? But when Joseph brought his children, he used his right hand to push Manasseh. Okay? Put Manasseh on, this, on uh, Israel's right hand. And then he took, sorry, I rephrase. He took the left hand of Joseph. Okay? And took Manasseh and pushed him to Jacob's right hand so that he might bless him. And then he took his left hand and pushed Ephraim, or right hand, into Ephraim's, uh, so, sorry, into Jacob's uh, left hand so that he can bless his second. But what happened is that Jacob, he was moving in the prophetic. And he laid his hand, instead of laying his right hand upon Manasseh, he lays his right hand upon Ephraim. Fruitfulness. Are you with me? And Joseph took his hand off and said, Dad, he is not the eldest. And Jacob said, I know he's not the eldest, but he shall be fruitful, he shall be blessed, he shall be better than Manasseh. Are you with me? Because God is always on the side of the future. He's always on the side of fruitfulness. And when you realize in your life there's nothing going in your life, that is okay. Forget about it. Move forward. Are you with me? You need to move forward. Don't dwell on the past. And God is demonstrating to us today that we must always align ourselves with the future, not in the past. Are you with me this morning? And so he demonstrated it and blessed Ephraim and blessed Manasseh. Are you with me this morning? Amen? You see, putting Ephraim, meaning fruitfulness first before his elder brother, which means forget, indicates to us that we must not dwell upon the past, but we must always dwell to look forward into a fruitful future. And that is why I say God ignited within me when this year started, that is a year of unlimited favor. A year of unlimited favor in your lives. Are you with me this morning? What does this demonstrate? It demonstrates three things. Number one, he said from now on, 
flesh and blood can never again steal or usurp the blessing of God. What does it mean? You remember what happened to, between Esau and Jacob? You know the story? Okay. This is being demonstrated right here before us. Esau and Jacob. Esau did not care about his future. Esau gave away the title deed of his life. He was always living in the past, Esau. Not only was he living in the past, he did not even care about what the future has. Look at what Paul says in the book of Philippians 3, 12. He said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. The question I need to ask you this morning, are you living in the past? You must live in the present with one eye in the future. Are you with me? You see, we need to live in the now and make sure that you are looking into the future. What is ahead of you? Flesh and blood shall no longer inherit the promises of God. Number two. What does this demonstrate? It demonstrates, secondly, that the word of knowledge displayed by Jacob indicates to us that today we must not dwell in the past, but we must always dwell in the future. I say again, God will always take the side of the future, not the past. So marriages today are not progressing because they keep on dwelling on the past. Keep on dwelling on the past. Three. What does this demonstrate? It demonstrates here that through Jacob, Israel is saying that we must aspire for Ephraim. We must aspire for fruitfulness in our lives. What is happening? Nothing is happening in my life. Go for it in the future. Are you with me? Go for it. Are you with me? Praise God. Elijah. After the victory of Mount Carmel. He said, Ahab, go. I can hear the sound of the mighty rain. And he went to Makame and he knelt down with his head behind and began to pray, began to seek God. As he began to seek God, and he told his servant, he said, Go. And his servant looked into the future. His servant looked into the future. He looked, he came back, he said, I see nothing. He said, go again. And he went continuously and he began to seek God to bring down the abundance of rain. I said, it's a year of unlimited favor. And we need to pray. We need to continue to seek God. We need to continue to ask God for his mercy. And then, the more you go, we don't look back into the past. What was in the past? What was in the past? The past was the drought. The 
past was rebellion. The past was sin. The past was uh, things that was God, not glorified God. We have moved away from the past. Now we are looking forward to the future. Are you with me this morning? And he said, keep on going. And he keep on going. He keep on going. Then he came back. He said, I can see. I can see a cloud like a man's hand. I can see a cloud. And he said, tell Ahab to run. Tell Ahab to run. And he ran. And the rain fell. We are praying. We are believing God. Not only for this rain in Australia to break this drought that is taking place. Not only that, but we are praying for the abundance of lotter and the spiritual rain to sweep over all the churches. Amen. We are believing God. Hallelujah. We must aspire for Ephraim. We must start dwelling in the past. We must, like Manasseh, made to forget. Made to forget all the affliction of the past. We need to forget about the past. We need to forget all the mistakes of the past. All the past rejections. The pain. We must forget about the hurt and disappointments. From people who said they will help us and support us. And yet they failed us. Amen? We must hold on to Ephraim. We must have hope. We must believe God that uh, it's not about the arms of flesh. It's a fail. But Jacob succeeded. Because Jacob was always thinking about the future. Was thinking about the inheritance of God. Was thinking about the purposes of God. But when Esau failed, Jacob rose up and ran with the title deeds of his inheritance. Jacob, sorry, Joseph learned to forget the disappointment of the past. Joseph, I believe, had what I call the multiplication anointing in his life. He was the only one that had enough sense to know that the prosperity of Egypt was not for himself alone. He wanted to be blessed. You want to be blessed? Learn to give. Are you with me this morning? You see, sometimes today we have not become an island. We have not become a dead sea. This dead sea is full of blessing, full of the resources that you can never comprehend. It's full of, it's, the, the, the dead sea is just full of minerals. But it's going nowhere. It's not flowing. It receives, but it's not dishing out the blessing. That's why it is called the salt or the Dead Sea. Are you with me this morning? But you want to see the blessing of God flow. Because the more the blessing of God flow, it will flow out of you. Because God wants to bless you. He said to Abraham, he said, I want to bless you. And you will be a blessing. Hallelujah. Praise God. When God blesses you, he wants you to be a blessing. Hallelujah. So that his name will be glorified. Amen. You see, when God gave Joseph... The wisdom to interpret Pharaoh's dream. He did not just, Joseph did not think about the now, but he was willing to use the now blessing, the now prosperity, in order to take care of the farming future. 
There was famine coming. But there was a blessing now. He made plans. Are you with me? He made plans to take care of the famine future. He did not just hold, hold, and just enjoy and go into a, a, a time of extravagance. But he received the blessing and said, there is a future coming. It's a future, the future is famine. There is a famine coming, but he used the prosperity of the now in order to take care of the future. Are you with me? Amen. He says some of us today need to give birth to Manasseh. What do I mean by this? You need to forget about the past. You need to forget about the bitterness of the past. Many of us today, we are all swelled up with bitterness. Even that you talk to them, they are talking about how they were hurt. They are talking about how the pain they went through. God is not going to change it. But he can change you if you cooperate with him so that he can rearrange the future for you. Amen? Praise God. Manasseh must be born. Have you ever spoken to somebody and as they refer to the past, what do you say? Just let go. Is that right? You say, just let go. But we need to apply to ourselves. We need to let go. We don't, we don't need to worry. That is made to forget. That is Manasseh. Are you with me? We must not dwell in the past. And the second child, his name is called Ephraim. Amen? Which means double fruitfulness. Hallelujah. We must not only forget about the past. We must hang on to Ephraim. We must believe God for the future. We must believe God for his fruitfulness. We must see. We might say, mine. I can see nothing happening, but I'm keeping my eyes focused on the future. The more I go, the more I believe God is going to do something. The more you keep on going, not going backwards. Like I said before, God gave you an eye in front of you, not at your back. He wants you to keep on looking into the future. Looking forward to a fruitful future. Where are you this morning? Where are you this morning? Are you still carrying all the disappointment of the past? Are you still just weighed down? All swelled up with all the bitterness, the disappointment, the discouragement? Are you still carrying all this body? But God is saying, give it up. And that is why he said, listen, I'm not going to bless the past. Then he prophetically moved his hand into the future. Prophetically moved his hand into Ephraim. He said, I'm always on the side of Ephraim. I'm always on the side of fruitfulness. I'm always on the side of the future. Are you willing to say now, God, I want to align my life with you. I want to forget about the bitterness of the past. I want to forget about the pain of the past. I want to forget about whatever they have done to me in the past. I want to move into the future. I determine. I determine that somebody who hurt me, I determine that they will no longer hurt me. 
and I determine to move on into the future. They don't determine my future. I determine my future with my cooperation with God. Shall we all start? Thank you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Thank you, Lord God. Where do you start this morning? You're willing to say, God, I want to let go of the past. Joseph. Joseph. If you know his story, he's one of my heroes in the Bible. But Joseph, he did not, there was no ounce, any ounce of bitterness in him. But he knew the disappointment of the past. He knew the pain. He said, but whatever pain I went through, it's not for me to be bitter, but it's for me to get better so that I can be a leader because God is creating within me something I can take into the future. Fruitfulness. Will you be like Joseph this morning? Will you be like Ephraim this morning? I say, God, I'm willing. You are always on the side of the future. You are always on the side of fruitfulness. If that is you this morning, let's pray together. Let's pray together. If you are, that is you this morning, come, let's pray together this morning. Because we are so tied up to the past, many of us have been gripped with fear. Fear is ruling our lives. Yes, we confess that the love of Jesus Christ cast away all fear. But yet, when every word that comes out from our mouth is because we are fearful. Fearful of what happens in the past. We are so fearful. But God is saying, I have not given you the spirit of fear. I've not given you the spirit of timidity. I've not given you the spirit of, uh, of, 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 of the pain of the past. But I've given you the spirit of love and of power and of sound mind. He wants to help you out this morning. Are you willing to say, God? Are you willing to say, God, I'm here. Do what you will in my life. I've heard your call. I've been challenged, Lord God. I just want you to touch me so that I can be, forget about the past. Forget about Ephraim. Look forward to uh, Forget about Manasseh, sorry. Forget about Manasseh. Look forward to Ephraim. Fruitfulness. Father, I thank you once again. If you, if you are there this morning, come. We want to pray together. We want to pray together right now. In the name of Jesus. The past can hinder us from moving forward. The past can hinder us from moving forward. Come, let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Come quickly. Praise you, Lord God. The past, I keep on saying that word, the past can hinder us from moving forward. The fear of the past can hinder us from obtaining what God has in store for us. You must not rest until the purpose of God in your life 
is realized. Paul did not rest. We want to emulate Paul. When we look at Paul's life, we say, oh my God, his life is awesome. His life is powerful. God has deposited with him, revealed himself into Paul's life. We say, wow, I wish I could be like him. But Paul is saying, I'm not there yet. I've not attained, yes. I've not achieved what I want to achieve then. I want to continue to press hard that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering that I might be made conformable unto his death. God is saying, I want to do a work. Raise up your hand just this morning. Raise up your hand right now. I want you to pray. I'm not going to pray for you because it's only God that can break it in your life. I'm not going to pray for you, but I'm going to anoint you. I want you to talk to God right now. I just want you to talk to God in your own language. Talk to Him right now and say, God, this is my request. This is what I want to do, Father, in the name of Jesus. This is what I want to do. I do not want fear to greet me, Father, I pray. And I just want to support you in prayer. But believe God that God will break the yoke into your life. God will make you to forget about the past so that you can move into the future. We all agree that we want to attain great things in the future, but God is saying you have to forget the past first. Manasseh must be crucified in you. And then God will deposit and envelop you or baptize you with Ephraim. Fruitfulness. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, just lift up your hands. High, high, high. Father, in Jesus' name, I commit, Lord God, all these before you. Father, we have heard your call. We have heard your call, Lord. Father, we lay ourselves before you. Father, we know, Lord God, that we will not progress until we crucify the past. We will not progress, Lord, until, Lord God, uh, Whatever is besetting us, hindering us, hindering our progress, Lord, have to be dealt with. Father, we lay everything into your hand, Lord. Because when we continue to look to the past, Lord, it's because we don't trust you enough. Father, I pray right now, Lord, as these are standing here, forgive, I pray. We plead your blood, Lord Jesus. Father, by virtue of them standing here, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will forgive cleanse lord jesus lord i pray lord that you will anoint them right now not only with fresh oil lord god but i pray lord that you will turn their lives around lord that manasseh lord god must be confined to the past lord Ephraim will resurrect lord Ephraim will continue to go forth in their life from now on lord into the future in the name of jesus but i commit them into your hand do a work right now i pray do it right now i pray in the name of jesus Father, you are not a respecter of any person. You will do what you will, Lord God. If you can do it for Joseph of old, Lord, you can do it for us, Lord, even today, in Jesus' name. Thank you once again for what you are doing. You are a faithful God. We bless you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Have thy own way, Lord God, we pray. Have thy own way, Lord God, we pray. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing. Father, we bless you, Lord God. Have thy own way, Lord God, we pray. Thank you for breaking the yoke of the enemy. Thank you for setting the captives free. Thank you, Lord God, for Ephraim. I'll be confined to the past, Lord. The past will no longer haunt us. The past will never continue to encroach into our future. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you are doing. We yield ourselves over to you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. 
We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, Lord God, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Thank you once again for what you are doing. Bless you, Lord God. Just lift up your hand. Let's worship him right now. Let's worship you and thank him for the word of God this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for answers to prayer. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for teaching us, Lord God, to look forward, Lord. Look forward, Lord Jesus, for the year of, Lord God, unlimited favor. We bless you. We honor you, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, we exalt you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord Jesus. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you once again for what you are doing. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, Lord God, we pray. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord God. Have thy own way, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, everybody says, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together right now. Love God, love God, love God, love God. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the honor right now. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing. We bless you. We honor you, Lord Jesus. Have thy own way, Lord, we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord God. Worship you, Lord God.